Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by The Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director and author of Sorry Spot Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. Today we're going to talk about feedback. Giving feedback, accepting feedback, everything around feedback. I mean, this is a really important topic. It's something that I've dealt with for, you know, two and a half decades of my career. And, you know, as a creative person, you create things and you have to get feedback. There's no getting around it. You're going to get people's opinions. You're going to get subjectivity. You're going to get a lot from everyone. And everyone has an opinion. Everyone's a writer. Everyone's a designer. And so, you know, understanding and learning how to deal with feedback and how to create an environment. I mean, that's really the the important thing for us here on Real Creative Leadership. It's as a leader, you need to create an environment where feedback is given and accepted in the right way, right? You have to set up expectations. You have to create a machine so that everyone knows what the what the ground rules are so that you can get good feedback. Uh, and that's really what we want to focus on today is, is how do you create that, that environment? Because again, feedback, it's going to come. It's going to come in every shape and form. And so today I want to just talk about yeah, how, how you guide that so it doesn't just come off the rails. Because to be honest, most of my career, whenever things have gone south, it's usually been around feedback or people's opinions about the creative work and disagreements over it. So I'm going to talk to you about some some good tips on how you can get through that without having to have conflict, without having to have uh, miscommunication or not understanding each other. <clears throat> some really good tips on, on getting through it. So creative feedback, I'm really excited about this um, because it's, it's, it's a big deal. Let's start off talking about what usually happens with feedback. Um, and I'll be honest, I've thought about this long and hard uh, over the years because I've had to deal with feedback so often. And really what I think, uh, I think what's going on with most people is they're trying to give, they're trying to give feedback, but they really just don't know how. I mean, that's really the beginning of it. They, they see something and it's just wrong or there's something off, but they can't articulate why. And so what ends up happening is the typical response is to just give really vague feedback, right? That's where we hear, hear the classic cliches in our industry of, oh, I don't know, make it pop or, or punch it up, you know, or, or I'll let you know when I see it, when it's right, right? And there's a lot of that feedback in our industry and it's because people don't have the tools. Like we're never trained in giving good feedback. We're just, you know, we, we understand strategy or we understand, uh, you know, the principles of art, but we're not trained in giving good feedback. And so that's what we usually end up doing is just giving really bad, vague feedback. So we're gonna talk about how we fix that. Um, the next thing that I also see that happens a lot is that because people don't really know how to, to articulate the right feedback, what they inevitably end up doing is just redoing it. They'll rewrite the paragraph, they'll offer suggestions of here's how I would redesign this or that, and they try and fix it because deep down they're feeling something's wrong, like there's something scratching at their emotional fabric, right? They're, they're sensing something's wrong, but they can't, they can't fix it. And so the knee-jerk reaction is to go into fixing mode <clears throat> and just 
you know, here's the suggestion. I'm going to be very prescriptive. Do this, this, or this, right? So that's the, those are the two extremes of really vague feedback or, you know, overly prescriptive feedback. So one of the first things when we're talking about feedback and establishing ground rules, and usually I'll talk with stakeholders or with clients or whoever about this, because you have to train both those people who are giving feedback and those people who are accepting feedback. So your creative team and all of your, all the people you work with. And so the number one thing to understand <clears throat> going into it is that everyone wants good creative. And so if you start at a common framework where, you know, when we establish ground rules, it's not so that, you know, the creative team can get out of doing things right or they're prima donnas and they just want to accept, we want you to accept the first round and that's it and don't give us any feedback. That's not, that's never going to fly. I mean, we know as creative people that iteration is where things improve. And I'm going to talk about a little bit later of like how we are accepting that that feedback as a gift and, and iterating. So we know we need to go back and forth. We know we need to improve it, but it's just how. So one of the first things that I talk about is if we all want good creative, let's start with the basics. Step number one, if you're giving feedback, number one, make sure that you're reacting first for accuracy. That's the number one thing I ask clients and, and, and stakeholders. If it's wrong, we will fix it right? If we're using the wrong messaging, we will change the headline every day. If we're not using the right style of the brand, we need to fix it. So number one, as you're giving feedback, look for accuracy. Look for ways that you can be very, very concrete and say, this button shouldn't be yellow because we always use a blue button in our, in our um, design style, right? Or in this, in this messaging, you're talking about this topic and we're supposed to talk about this other topic. We need to focus on the right topic. Or you're describing this thing, maybe it's our product, and you're actually talking about the wrong features. These are the features that we need to talk about. So number one, when you do a pass at giving feedback, look for accuracy. Those, like, those are non-starters. Like we will, as a creative person, you just need to fix all the things that are wrong and that are not accurate every time. And that, that's something we don't even need to, to squabble over. So accuracy first. And now that's the first half. The second half is, is more emotional. And over the years, you know, in, in trying to give good feedback, something I learned um, in giving good, good feedback came from, not from within our industry or, you know, best practices, but it really came from being in a writer's group and write in writing a novel because there are a lot of you know rules of engagements that other writer writers in writers groups use because just like before you know we, we don't want you to you know just come in and, and blow up the work we want to give good feedback that actually helps the author to, to improve it and so some of the ground rules that we use is never rewrite it never redesign never redo it and, and here's why because if you come in and and first you've already checked your accuracy and then you decide, decide to be very prescriptive. What you're doing is you're taking, it's almost like you're taking away the opportunity for those uh, people that you partner with to learn from you, to learn as to why things are going wrong. If you just rewrite the paragraph, if you just, you know, say change the color to red, it, there, there's, we're just guessing at what the problem was or why. We have no idea. And so we can certainly say yes and just make those changes. But then there's no there's no partnership there. That's just a very you know di dictatorial move. That was a totally wrong word, but I'm just gonna stick with it. That was that was a, a very wrong move to to just say do it my way or that's it, right? So just redoing it, rewriting it is the worst. 
Never do that. Never rewrite or redesign someone's work. That doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. What you need to do instead is express your journey, your emotional journey. For example, as you're reading through something or you're you know, viewing an ad, whatever it may be, you really just need to start by describing your emotional experience. Maybe you hit a section that was really confused, confusing, or maybe another section you really inspired, or another section you felt lost, or some, you know, somewhere else it just felt like you were saying something wrong. Like deep down you're feeling those emotions and you're feeling that something is off, and if you can't, if you can't figure out like what it is, and why you're feeling it, then just describe how you felt. I was lost here. I was confused here. I really love this section. I really didn't like this section and I don't know why, but something feels missing. Even if you just do that, that is great feedback for a writer or designer for a creative. Because then if you're a professional and you know, you can go back and say, okay, if they were confused here, I need to add a little more detail. If they were lost in this section, I need to fix that transition. You know, and it's also good feedback. Okay, good. They were inspired. They loved that section. That was good. I'll do more of that throughout the piece. So that's really one of the biggest takeaways I can give you is when you're giving feedback, if you can't articulate it, then describe your experience. If you describe your experience, then the pro, the creative can go back and interpret that as, okay, if they're feeling that, here's what I can do. And why is that? Because as creatives, we are trained to understand emotions. Like that's half of what we're doing. When we're creating great experiences, it's because we're trying to create a good emotional experience. We're trying to elicit a great emotional experience with our customers. So that's it. So start with your feedback first, give accuracy, what's logical, what can you really make sure is either right or wrong, never rewrite it, don't try and fix it. And then three, if you can't articulate it, then at least describe your experience. And then, you know, the creatives can take it from there and figure out how to figure how to how to fix that. All right, next I want to touch just briefly on and this, you know, this is a bigger argument. I'm not going to, you know, spend a lot of time on it, but it's really who should be giving feedback. And I know we get feedback from everyone. You're going to get feedback from the CEO, the CEO's cousin, you know, CEO's cousin's friend who's in school who's going through, you know, a design program. You're going to get feedback from everyone. But as a creative leader, you also want to control who and why we're giving feedback, right? So it's not just everyone can give feedback, which it, you know, I'll get to that, you know, we, we can get good feedback anywhere, but I, just if, if you're able to control at least a little bit of the process, here's some, here something that I would keep in mind. There was, um, if you've read the book, The Originals, there was a chapter in there where um, they talk about a study of you know, they were finding, trying to find out where the best feedback comes from for creative ideas. And the truth is they found out that the best person, the best people who, can, who you should accept feedback from are peers. Peers who are also creative directors who are in the trenches, working day to day, actually doing the work. If you've ever heard that awesome uh, quote by Teddy Roosevelt about being in the arena, being marred with blood and sweat and tears and just ignoring all the people in the stands or in the cheap seats, who just give you feedback and they don't really understand. That is absolutely true. Like the best feedback is going to be coming from those who have gone through the, the war with you, who have been in the arena and fought a good fight, right? So it's not going to be someone who, you know, from the, from the bleachers is kind of understood and seen some things. And we have a lot of leaders who like dabble a little bit in it, or we have a lot of, you know, people in different departments who want to throw in their opinion. And that's all great, you know, accept that and listen to it. But when it comes to if you're trying to orchestrate the right way, I mean, really 
good feedback from a peer who's in the trenches doing the work is that's the gold. So that's the stuff that you really need to pay attention to. And then everyone else, if you can explain that to them, if you can, I, I often go back and say, here's this quote, here's this study. I want you to think about this. We don't want, you know, just rando feedback from everyone in the world. We absolutely want accuracy from everyone. When I want feedback on accuracy, I'm going to send it to all of those groups and make sure things are true and right. But when it comes to stylistic feedback, that's where I would trust, um, trust your creative director, your peers, people who are, you know, working creative directors and others who are, are in, in the trenches with you. That's where you're going to get good understanding of what they're going through because they emotionally are going through creating that stuff. And so they can pick apart how to recreate and fix parts that aren't working because they're, they're actually doing it. So that's just, that's just a cool aside. All right, next, I want to talk about accepting feedback because this is important. You know, there's always all this fight about how much do you push back versus how much you accept. And I've seen the extremes where some people are just always, you know, holding up the, the stiff arm and saying, no, no, thank you. We don't appreciate your feedback. And, you know, I can understand the mentality of that because they're really going on on what I just said is, you know, we only believe in peer feedback or we only believe that, you know, real creatives are the ones who are going to give good feedback. So when I say those things, it's like finding the balance. Because on the other extreme, it's like, do I just accept everything and just say yes and become a yes person? And if you want to change it green, I'm going to change it green. If you want me to rewrite this thing to that, I'll just copy and paste it, right? So those are the extremes. And I really feel like a good creative leadership model is to find the balance in the middle of that. Listen to the peers and get the good stylistic information. Listen to everyone else and get the truth and the accuracy. And then in the middle, meet and decide what, what is right. Now, there are some things that will help with that. If you create a design system or if you create a, uh, a story framework, which are two tools that we should talk about later, but they're things that you absolutely should have. When you create the design system, then there's not a fight over colors of buttons and how we deal with you know, art or how we deal with photography and how we deal with you know, illustration. And, and then on a story framework, we know, okay, here's the messages that we're gonna focus, here are the messages we will focus on. And here's how we deal with you know, stylistic issues. So there's a lot of like, it's almost like the building blocks that are just, they're not really subjective things. They're things that are part of our system. So that is also the kind of the third thing that you should uh, use when you're dealing with feedback. So accuracy, systems, and then um, emotional journeys. Those are the kind of the three that I usually take into, uh, in, into consideration when, when accepting feedback. But part of accepting feedback really is a mindset, right? I mean, there's that awesome quote from Ratatouille uh, Chef Gusto says, anyone can cook, but only the fearless can be great. And I think he, later on also, Anton Ego says something along the lines of, not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. And if we apply those quotes from a wonderful Pixar movie to giving feedback in our industry, it's that if you're all the way on the one end of the extreme where it's like, no, we don't accept feedback, it's our way or the highway, end of story, you could miss out on some really good nuggets. You could miss out on some good truths because good feedback can come from anyone and from anywhere because people are all having this shared exist or this shared experience, right? And your customers may have that same experience. And so ignoring, you know, the intern that says, well, I kind of think blah, 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 just completely flat out ignoring it is not right. And I'm not saying you just accept that as gospel and use it, but listen, understand and have a mindset that is, I'm not going to, you know, stiff arm everyone at first. 
I'm going to at least listen to everyone at first. So that takes us to the next part is seeking to understand. So if you have a mindset that it can come from anyone, the next step is seek to understand, which is ask questions. You know, Matthew Rabeck, he's a creative director on my team at Adobe, and his whole entire philosophy around content creation is good content starts with asking good questions. And so really part of, you know, first trusting that people can have good feedback, they're not, they're not all nimrods. The second part is how do I listen and really listen to them and understand, okay, what was the experience they had? If it's a pretty shallow thing and, and it's clear that it's just a stylistic issue that's their own, then ignore it. But if they're bringing up something deeper of like, here I was really confused because of X, listen to that and ask questions, dig in deeper. Why? Why were you, you know, stuck there? Why was that confusing? What, tell me more about what, what you were feeling or what you were experiencing at that time. Like just dig in with good questions and you'll get a lot of good information. And then you can go back and be a professional and say, okay, here's, you know, here's what's really happening. They may have been saying all these things because I've had these, this experience all the time. One was, you know, we got this email back and said, oh, all this writing is trash and it's terrible. Who wrote this? Let's get them fired. We hate it. You know, and, and you get bad feedback like that. But when I actually sat down with them and said, okay, what is really going on wrong here? We isolated all of it and really found out that it wasn't a style thing. It wasn't a writing thing. It was 100% a messaging thing. And the problem was we were talking about the wrong topic and they wanted to talk about a different topic. And so they were full on upset and irate that we are idiots and couldn't figure it out. So that's by sitting and listening to them and really talking it through with them, and then also, you know, reminding them in those live feedback sessions that, hey, listen, the thing you're talking about is a style issue. We've solved that with our design system. That's a non, that's a non-starter. Like that's just what the system is. That's the brand. Or in our brand guidelines, we talk about this in this way, or it's a style thing in our style guidelines. That's that's our brand. We're not going to touch that. So that question is off the table. But if if there's something deeper, something, some, you know, thing that wasn't sitting right with you, ask questions and and then that's a good balance of when I push, when I say push back, it's going to be um, first I'm going to absorb and listen and take it all. And then the next step is the balance of, all right, now that I see those different categories and once you kind of break them apart and you understand them, you could easily go back and say, great, that's an accuracy. Yeah. Accuracy thing. Yes, we will fix it. Oh, that's a style thing. No, we're going to, you know, let's trust the experts of the creative team to get at that right feeling. So if you're feeling a wrong one, give us your experience and we'll fix that. If it's a system thing, you know, we follow the system and you could easily remind them, here's what the system is. We've even had in our um, story frameworks or our, you know, brand standards where we'll go in deep on writing things. Cause a lot of times we have good ones around design, but we don't have as many around writing, but we'll go in deeper and say, okay, we always do parallel construction in this way, or we always talk in first person versus or third person instead of first or whatever it may be. So figure out what those commonalities are and then establish some systems down at the bottom. So you don't have to deal with that time and time again. And then the last thing I want to talk about that on accepting feedback is really, it's all about relationships, right? I found that if I just come in hot in a meeting and I stiff arm someone and just say, nope, sorry, it's highway, our way or the highway, like that breaks down relationships and then it's destroyed. And then they'll either go around you, they'll fight you, they'll do everything they can to, to ruin your work because it's, they had a, an emotional bad experience with you. But if you come in and listen and accept and understand and then explain why why you're doing things here's like, thank you for the feedback. And I really, what I really understand is this, and here's how we're going to address it because of either a systems or B accuracy or C emotional, you know, kind of journey. Here's how we're going to deal with that and why 
almost always people accept it, understand and say, great, good. Thanks for listening to my feedback. They've been heard, but you're the pro. You're going to go and take care of it and you're going to fix it and do it in the right way <clears throat> and then end up with a better product in the end, right? So that's an important part. Just remember it's about relationships. And you, like, when there is conflict, that's one of the biggest refiner's fires that, dis that either destroys a relationship or builds a relationship. So use it in the right way and, and be a little diplomatic about it. And then I think you can get the better feedback. Um, you know, one note I want to talk about here as far as uh, COVID and being remote. A lot of us are working remote today. Um, we have remote teams, remote feedbacks, remote clients, whatever it may be. And a lot of times feedback can get garbled in email or in texts. And if you've ever seen the skit from Key and Peele about their texting back and forth and how it gets interpreted completely wrong, that happens all the time. So here's my one word of caution. If it's, if it's an accuracy thing, deal with it in an email or a text, totally fine. But if, it, if it's a system thing, or for sure if it's an emotional journey thing, like a style-y thing, then you probably should just get on a call, get on a video call and, and have a good one-on-one -on -one with them or whatever, a group thing. Sometimes we'll have like live reviews, we'll get everyone on the call. And then I will just go through and explain the feedback and what we're understanding and how we're getting there. And I, I guarantee like 10 times out of 10, those calls have mostly ended perfectly fine and great and everyone's happy and the relationship is there. So during COVID or during remote working, make sure if, if, if feedback starts to get a little hot, make it live, have a live review or have a face-to-face -face conversation. It'll be so much better because then you can, you can feel it out with someone else and talk through it rather than it, it seeming as if you're just, you know, being a, a, a blocker and causing problems. All right, well, that's it for today's session. Um, just some of the key takeaways to, to take from uh, how to give feedback. Number one, when you're giving feedback, first start with accuracy. Don't deal with, you know, the systems or stylistic stuff. And then if things are still off, then describe your experience. Walk them through how you felt or what you experienced as you were reading or, or looking at the art. And that will give them a better clue. And I would say, here's where the genius comes. If someone gives you that kind of feedback and you don't know what to do with it, then you need to go back to the craft. You need to really figure out or have someone on your team start to learn how to deal with those things and break apart the experience so that they know how to fix it. The genius of those of us as creative people is to understand and interpret that feedback and then put it together in the right way. So that's giving feedback. The next is when you're accepting feedback. First, have a mindset that anyone can give good feedback. It's okay. Second, ask questions, listen, learn, uh, learn, try to understand them. Uh, and then three, give them the reason why and walk them through it all and make sure you keep those relationships solid because relationships, you know, that'll make or break feedback later on. It may not be this project, but it may be the next one. So make sure you're really working hard on keeping those solid. And those are the key takeaways for today's session. So thank you so much uh, for listening in on this topic of giving good feedback. Hopefully you learned something from all that. Now, we have a new format uh, here on the show that we're going to talk one week about a topic and then the next week we're going to invite someone on the show to talk about their experience. So I'm really excited to announce that next session uh, we're going to have Douglas Davis on and he wrote the book Creative Strategy and the Business of Design. And what he realized is that so, so many times when we're giving feedback, we're not speaking the same language. So an account person and a creative person have been trained in completely different uh, vernacular and we're trying to talk to each other, but we're talking past each other. So he studied this and wrote a whole book on how to understand and talk creative and also the other way, you know, how creatives can talk business. 
And so we can start to understand each other and, um, and get better feedback. So that's a big, big part of it is learning to speak the language of, of your cohorts. So I'm excited to have Douglas Davis on the show. So you know, stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll be bringing him on our next episode. And beyond that, thank you so much for being here with me. Thanks for listening. If you're on your, uh, if you're on a podcast, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe. If you're listening to this through webinar, please go to Real Creative Leadership and sign up for our newsletter so we can let you know when the next uh, webinar is live. But so grateful for all the support. I'm so excited to be building Real Creative Leadership with you. I really think it's a, a, a missing element out there. You know, we have so much on craft, but so little on leadership and how to guide. Uh, a team and a company to be more creative and have bigger and better creative ideas. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Uh, and we're so excited to have you with us. Uh, so I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Executive Creative Director at Adobe. And we also want to put a big shout out for uh, Stoke, who is producing this podcast. They really, we, I couldn't do it without them. So I'm super grateful. Um, I'll be listing a little bit more information on, on, on Stoke so you can get connected with them as well. But thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.